Well, hello there, podcast land. Uh, my name's Was. Uh, I've decided to start a podcast, and we'll see if it continues, depending on how it feels and uh, if there's any responses. Basically, I've decided to call this uh, podcast Master of None, and uh, <laughs> I think it reflects uh, my own approach to life, um, but also I think there's probably many people like myself who sort of feel like they perhaps don't sit in any one interest field or hobby field or professional field. Um, And even if they do, they might still feel that they have many other little hints of skills in other areas and interests, but not necessarily a master of them. But, hey, that shouldn't be the thing to stop us discussing them, talking about them, listening to other people... um, you know, and glean some knowledge or even just to feel some level of comfort in the fact that there are people like you and we're happy to still talk about it and hopefully in a place where there's no judgment, um, definitely no trolling and and that sort of rubbish. Uh, Because, yeah, it's nice to be able to talk and share. I I guess I often find myself chatting to myself, first uh, example of insanity, Um, because I have a lot of driving to do for, for my employment and I, you do tend to go a little stir fry crazy if you're not sort of letting your mind wander a little bit and, uh, and thinking about all those things you dream of. Don't always explore, but definitely dream of. Um, I've just been recently listening to a great podcast that have really grown on me. Uh, one of my interests, uh, Cigar Box Guitars, has led me to listen to... Well, I think it was originally called the Cigar Box Guitar Builders Podcast by Adam Harrison. Um, and I think he's now changed the name well, a little while ago to the Handcrafted Guitar Builders uh, Podcast, I think, because of the, the wide range of uh, hand-built guitars that can pop up and not necessarily a cigar box guitar. It, it really broadens the discussion topics that he was able to face. But... What it's just shown me is that he's just a, a nice everyday bloke, lovely bloke, uh, just chatting and talking to people with a, a similar love of handcrafted instruments, and particularly cigar box guitars, I guess, is the is the centre point. But yeah, I've really been enjoying that, and that's probably my first exposure to a, sort of a, I guess, a regular podcast, my first being listening to the, the Ricky Gervais show. Um, which I think is still the, the most highly downloaded uh, podcast in history. I couldn't tell you the statistics behind that, but I do recall that being uh, a big selling point of the, the podcast at the time. Plus, it was also one of the earliest successful um, forays into the medium, of course, as well. So, yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed what I heard of that and the, and the show that they made, the animated show, that sort of gleaned the best bits of uh, Stephen Merchant, um, Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington's work and sort of created this Hanna-Barbera, or Barbera as I've always said, I don't know, you can disagree with me if you like, um, style cartoon that uh, sort of plays out their discussion. Just fantastic. Very, very easy to listen to, uh, very funny and kind of raised interesting points now and again too 
which was a surprise. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just it was just a, an in, the ingredients all went together to create a really enjoyable uh, piece of work. So yeah, that was my that was my very first experience with podcasts, and now pretty much just this one. So. It's been something that uh, I haven't really had much to do with, but the, the two main examples that I've been exposed to, I, I've really enjoyed. And thinking about hobbies that you don't always get to explore uh, due to time constraints and materials constraints, noise constraints, etc., etc., I thought, well, why can't the podcast be something that perhaps is a little side hobby and I absolutely have time when it is driving to to get involved in that and just create one time and again now and again and uh, hopefully have a few listens I think that would give me a great deal of satisfaction particularly if someone just finds it um, somehow somehow reassuring to listen to someone just chatting about whatever um, I'm going to try and keep swearing down to a minimum um, I'm going to try and keep any kind... I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm a judgmental person, but I, if I make any statements or comments that appear to be uh, strongly worded or have a, a very strong opinion or anything like that, certainly uh, not intended to offend anybody. And um, yeah, I apologise way in advance if, if that ever happens. But, yeah, it's, it's certainly not something I'm just hoping to sit here and and curse and swear and complain about things I don't like. I'd rather talk about, discuss and ponder the things I do like, which I guess brings me neatly to my next uh, point. Now, this is all, this is sort of unscripted, literally just created an account for Podbean um, before I headed off in the car and thought I'd give it a go. So please bear with me. Hopefully, if this continues, the quality <laughs> and the, the uh, well, not necessarily the quantity, I can talk for ages, but maybe the quality will increase uh, when I get a bit of a, a mental notepad idea of, of what I'm doing and, and how I want to conduct myself in these things, providing what enough to talk about. Um, I have a range of issues, issues, I have a range of interests and I just really like talking about them and it, and it, and it can be wide ranging, um, it perhaps is perceived as, as slightly geeky, I don't know, um, I guess I'm 40 now so times have changed and I think you kid yourself for a little while in your 30s that you're sort of still fairly relevant and current and have an understanding of, of the modern uh, age that we're in. Um, this very, very connected, social media-driven age that we're in. And I guess as you approach 40, there's a bit of wisdom, a little bit more of an ability to look at yourself and reflect a little, be a bit more brutally honest with yourself about things too and go, you know what, I'm not, I'm not quite as cool and hip and uh, timeless as I perhaps felt that I have been for the last few years. Um, but that's okay too. I think that's the, the, the great thing about ageing is that it can really just let you calm down and look at things in a very objective way and very open way. You're happy to discuss many, many different things and very open to learning lots of things as well. Um, and I, I love conversing with people. I like learning about other people. Um, 
making people feel that they've got an ear to, to, uh, that'll listen to them. And also just sharing great stories and, and having a natter, yeah, to use a, a great Australian sort of term. Um, so a couple of key interests of mine that I, I will hope to focus on a little more uh, as I develop this. Um, I, I really do like cigar box guitars and cigar box amps have actually been something that I've really concentrated on. I found that uh, that was something I particularly enjoyed and um, got a lot of pleasure out of making those. Uh, other sorts of lo-fi, uh, simple electronic microphones and rhythm stop box kind of setups as well. Had a little bit of an eBay store a few years ago. I'll elaborate on that a little bit more, perhaps this episode, perhaps on, on the next one, just in terms of how I got into it and everything, how it, it sort of came about. Um, that's definitely an interest of mine. I don't know what it is. Something about a cigar box in itself. It, it's a thing of beauty. And despite what it's for and kind of how cheap it is, really, in their countries of origin and then normally in the US where a lot of them seem to come through sort of from Central America and South America they're a very cheap thing but they're, they're a real thing of beauty and I, ever since I first sort of learnt of them as being this thing this, this actually quite interesting um, interest and hobby and something that all of these little sub-hobbies have developed from I've just loved them I think they're a beautiful piece of work and there's so many, and there's so many uses, and even when you, you don't use them for anything except putting something in, there, I don't know, whatever's in there is worth more because of the cigar box. There's a charm and a, and a certain quality and a look to them that gives it that sort of romanticism, or I don't know, like something you've seen in an Indiana Jones movie or an old detective movie or some old black and white films from the 40s and 50s, a little cigar box will be sitting there and they might tuck some money away into it or, or put some coins in there and some cigarettes, leave their keys, I don't know. But it's just something that has something about it that I can't quite explain. Um, and so that's been something where I haven't really... I, I had some time to focus some attention on it at the start and uh, I certainly did that I, I felt like I was really making something of it in a, in a small way in regards to having an eBay store and creating some uh, some items and products that people seemed to like and that were affordable but still had that, that particular charm that I was just talking about um, and in recent years it's become a lot harder, I have five children and uh, three of them are, are teenagers and two of them are not teenagers. <laughs> They're quite young. Um, and I guess it's, it's been the fact that we, we had some, some younger children as well later in, in the piece that it's made that a little harder, which is, of course, fine um, and fantastic. And it's been a, a, a fantastic, wonderful experience. But, yeah, it does, it does take some of that time where you might have had a time to tinker on something in, in, the, in the wee hours, it does remove that time. But I occasionally feel a pull back towards it and, I don't know, a real hunger to, to sort of get back involved in something and do something in that whole 
DIY instrument building thing. It, it just has a, a pull to me. So I was just pondering um, a name for the podcast, which I said before, Master of None, and I sort of felt that that, for one, does cover this area because felt like I was a jack of, of not all trades. Don't want to be too full of myself. Um, but, but happy to tinker and figure out things and problem solve and learn from from YouTube and, uh, and forums online, etc. Even the you know, podcasts. Um, and to try something for myself and then develop something based on what I'd learnt. And that made me feel like, oh, actually, I'm getting the hang of this. I think this is okay. I think people, people will tell you what they like and people will say if you've done something right. People will say, oh, I'd kind of prefer if you maybe did this and you could try that on a subsequent build and um, see what the, the response is. You sort of know if you sell something quickly, people like it. If something takes a little while, it's either, I guess, because you've priced it wrong um, it's not a time where people are looking. Or, yeah, maybe you've made some decision about the way it looks or perhaps the way that the photography's taken. I'm learning through a, a mate of mine who also does a, a blog um, that photography is everything. And the way that it comes across and presents your, your work, whatever that may be, whatever that work is, the way that it is put across is a huge factor and maybe I, I didn't appreciate that enough. And so that's something that I hope to work on as well. Um, so that, that is one of my interests. So hopefully there's some other people out there who might catch a listen of, of this and go, oh, right, yeah, fantastic, that's me. And, and sort of not feel like you're a, a full-on builder uh, who has a real developed style and everything, but you really enjoy it. You have a love for it, and perhaps you don't get it enough time, like myself, and you just want to talk about it. That, that's the kind of idea with this particular podcast. I, I just think it's great to be able to talk about it, because it's the thing that sows a seed of excitement and interest and drive. Just talking to people who have a similar interest can be like, wow, I, you know, I didn't realise there were other people that felt the same way, or that, that agreed with me on this Point, whatever that point is, um, I'm sure there are many, and that's the that is the great thing about the social media age. It's much easier to connect with like-minded people, and I guess I'm more comfortable with the idea of a podcast like this than anything else. I'm not a big fan of, well, I'm not a fan at all of Facebook, but I, I understand its power and its um, its appeal to many because it is a social tool and it's a business tool and a networking tool it's got so many positive things i don't know something about it has always made me feel a bit like big brother you know sort of privatized big brother 1984 sort of aspect to it and and when you hear these uh investigations that go into how they've gone about their business i i definitely don't feel like i'm necessarily wrong i don't feel right but i just think yeah there's there's always a lot more than meets the eye to these things they can claim whatever they like, but the reality is they have access to a lot of our information and they can use that information however they want, really. Um, it's only when they get caught that they're suddenly in the vice. <clears throat> anyway, getting away from the point of the whole thing. 
other people listening to and hopefully sharing their own hobbies. Now, it doesn't have to be like that exact thing. It can be anything, honestly. It could be crochet, it could be knitting, it could be um, now another interest of mine, canoeing or canoe building. It could be dirt bike riding, it could be hang gliding, it could be reading. It, it, honestly, it could be anything at all. My, my friend, my best mate, is a huge fan of uh, Warhammer miniatures, or miniatures in general, miniature modelling. And if it's not something you've, you've heard of, um, it's pretty huge throughout the world, I think. But uh, it's one of those things that when you do hear about it and you then start looking and you realise just how many people are into it, it's quite staggering. The detail, the work, the effort that goes into it, the, the stories surrounding it. So that's something that he's really... It's inspired me how inspired he's been. And... Uh, I see what he creates and how much he's developed his skill for for building uh, unique builds. I mean, we're talking miniatures. When I say miniature, we're talking maybe 20 mil uh, millimetres high and maybe the same across, just depending. I, I can't tell you the exact dimensions. So this is a little miniature creature or figurine or humanoid that is doing something and that they're... It's so diverse what you can get from that little miniature that they're a whole... It's a whole fantasy world, and other people might scoff at that as a hobby, but I think it's wonderful. I think it's just like any other hobby. It it takes you away from perhaps something sort of mundane in your day-to-day life, and it gives you a little window into a whole different space, a whole different plane of thought where you you just float away and you can relax, wind down and get excited about something other than I guess the norm. So that's really inspired me as well in in terms of wanting to get creative and even just thinking about what I would love to do. Another interest of mine is uh, canoeing. Um, Something I had remembered as an experience as a young child, my dad had, had actually had one. I, I don't think I knew the story at the time. I was quite young. I remember having it and I remember using it. A canoe. A Canadian style canoe. Open canoe. And I always had fond, uh, this fond very very loose memory of having this canoe. And one day I think in my maybe early 30s I think I just brought it up randomly. Oh dad we used to have a canoe didn't we? And we just got talking about it and he had actually made it hired a mould um, with a friend of his and they'd bought all the materials to, to sort of share and the decision was we're going to make three of these puppies and uh, we'll sell one and that will cover the cost of everything you know for the, the other two and it did I think just about anyway which I, I was really impressed by just the, firstly the principle of it and uh, but also just the fact that they could do it. I mean, a, a Canadian canoe is is often about four meters long or more, or slightly less. Uh, there's a lot of fiberglass that would go into a sturdy one. And they had sort of come up with this theory that all right, we'll get all the matting, we'll get all the resin, all the epoxy, and all the hardener. And sorry about the beeping there. And we'll just get them done and they did that over the course of a long weekend which I, I think is astounding because often the epoxy and the, the resins don't go hard that quickly from my experience of it 
it. So I was just forever impressed. Uh, once I learnt that, I thought, that's amazing. But I loved the idea of, of having a canoe, and I started looking and I bought a canoe that I, that I, I think it was on eBay, um, for $200, and it needed a lot of love because it had sort of, I think it had been left pretty much in a shed, up in the rafters of a shed for many years, and didn't have any seats. Um, it had the gunnels intact, the stringers were very good actually, very strong. It had nice high sides and a very wide centre. So it looked like it would be a nice sturdy one for in the water. And at that point my kids were all over the age where they would all enjoy that. That would be something that they would all get a lot out of. And because of my fond memories of that experience, I, I felt that it was a good time in our lives to perhaps invest in that, tinker on it, get it ready for the water and, and enjoy some times, which we did. We did. We definitely did. Um, it, that's something, again, that I had a, a taste of it, and I still feel like inside I'm a, a canoeist um, and a paddler, and that's a real passion that I think hopefully I can pick up again as, as uh, you know, perhaps, well, I don't want to wish upon my children getting old enough to not need me around to help them do things, but, you know, when that becomes the inevitable outcome, as my children grow, I think that that would be a lovely thing to return to. And if they want to join me on that, then that would be great too, but certainly won't push it. Um, so that's another passion of mine, another love. Music is another, uh, both playing and, as you can tell from the whole cigar box guitar discussion, I do love playing it. Uh, another one that has had a taste of an experience, and my best mate, the one who does the, the miniatures, uh, he he and I had always had a bit of a musical link, I suppose. We're just able to sit down and come up with something. Nothing particularly intricate or... I wouldn't have ever said masterfully, but there was something in it. There was something that we liked about what we were creating. Um, the vocal that he would come up with or a certain rhythm or beat and just the combination of chords and the words. So a very good lyricist. Um, and you just find the right way to do it just very very easily I think some people would sort of treat it as a as a bit of a, a mathematical thing put it together assemble it uh, write words based on syllables and the length of each line etc but he had this very great organic uh, method which I think worked really well for both of us um, not trying to co- over complicate things with with uh, theory and procedure it was just hey that feels really good that, that's great maybe you could drop that word put this one in here anyway something that we developed I would say over a very long time it wasn't one of those things that had this burgeoning explosion of, uh, of talent but we, we just enjoyed playing music together and uh, singing and we a couple of our mates from high school we had a bit of a punk sort of slash metal band at the end of high school uh really trashy sort of garage stuff but we dug it we thought it was great we really loved it no one else had to like it we loved it and we loved seeing the the joy on each other's faces when you know we were jamming it out and i think that's all that mattered and i think that was a huge part of staying mates sort of post high school i don't know about other people's experiences with their high school you, you all have friends that you make in high school, of course, but whether or not you can hang on to them after that or, 
you tend, you maybe you make friends in um, post that. You know, if you go do any university, college, um, any training, you know, maybe you make friends more so after. And as a young adult, when you're at work, etc. But yeah, that they've they have and always have been, probably always will be my core mates. Not probably, they definitely will. But I mean, I don't think anyone's going to come along to to take that place. Is what I mean. And I think a huge part of that whole thing was was our band. So it was always been very dear to us this musical element. And my mate and I had a, an acoustic duo. Blues and Roots duo uh, for a, a number of years. It sort of came up from just sitting at home and then a discussion with my mates, uh, now ex, prompted me to set up a an open mic slot at a local uh, music venue. One that we all really enjoyed going to. It was just it had a nice vibe about it. Uh, Ruby's in Belgrave, but I mean that might not make any sense to you if you're listening from Slovakia. So I apologise, but look, it was great. It was in a nice bush setting. Um, had some great sort of bigger, bigger names there over the time on on Saturdays and Fridays and and other nights. But there were a few nights during the week, you know, the quieter nights where they'd have these open mic evenings. And as long as you book your slot, you could pretty much play anything for twenty minutes. And it was an immensely nerve-wracking thing. But I think the wonderful thing with a duo as opposed to a soloist is that you do take comfort in the fact that you've got someone else up there with you. And, uh, yeah, so we did this night and it, we had an absolute blast. And we were very fortunate from there that we we met uh, on the same night. We went in there with our with our setup. Now, I'll, I'll talk about that soon as well um, when I start to dig a little deeper. If, if you're interested, of course. <laughs> um, and we, we met a six-piece, uh, quite... I forget what the name of the metal would be. Probably grindcore, I guess. The genre, the subgenre they inhabited. They had a, a half an hour sol- uh, sort of singular piece of uh, music that they would play. And it was ear-shattering. <laughs> and brilliant as well. But, yeah, just this, it was absolutely insane. And we, we got chatting to them prior to our thing, and I'm thinking, we, we are going to have the... The floor is going to be wiped in our blood, is what I felt, because we were just this little acoustic duo with some fairly average equipment and a, a big portion of it actually homemade. And they were, they were lovely. They couldn't have been nicer people. And we just got along really well so I think after they saw us perform with indicated that it was our first gig they actually gave us our second and subsequently probably third fourth fifth sixth seventh because we took up a bit of a support residency with them at, at a different venue not far from where we live and everything and, and that was fantastic it was like cutting our teeth uh, in a really comfortable way in a very organic natural way we were very fortunate to have that experience and certainly yeah, I, I certainly think we were very, very, very fortunate to just connect with people that liked us, perhaps liked our music, and were really happy to encourage it. Um, maybe they just needed to fill the slot. I don't know. But we had a wonderful experience with our music uh, for a few years there. And we can go into more detail, but I'm just looking at the time frame that I've taken to just chat about all these things. And I think, you know, a half an hour episode of listening to me rabbit on about random stuff 
it's probably enough for anybody. And I guess we'll just see if this even gets anything in the way of listens. Um, I might start wrapping up now because it's we're, we're not too far off that. But look, if anyone does have a listen to this, I really appreciate it. So thank you very, very much. Um, please feel free to comment or, or ask something or share your own story or something that you might have to add to one of my own if you've got a shared interest. Uh, I have many others, don't you worry. Um, <laughs> and lim- you know, varying amounts of knowledge in, in these others as well. But I'm, I'm really excited to see if there are other people that would like to just talk about these. Honestly, very happy to, to hear about them and even learn about things myself and just wrap it on about your hobbies if it's something that you would like to share. Because, yeah, Master of None is going to be all about the uh, the people that, you know, you know inside you there are these hobbies screaming to be practised and got out, but you just don't get the chance. And you know what? We're going to we're gonna get the chance to at least talk about them and share them because I think that's a big step in kind of getting that excitement back, lighting a fire, maybe decide, making a pivotal decision to give it a go again. And maybe that's the, the whole point of this. We can kick each other in the bum a bit and give some encouragement, be positive at all points and be constructive. And yeah, and hopefully this can be a, a positive thing. So yeah, this is, uh, this is me, this is Warren. <laughs> Signing off from uh, Master of None. Hope to talk to you really soon. Uh, maybe once a week we'll try and I'll try and do this. Just have a bit of a chat. But you know what? I might have a lot to say in this first week, so you might be inundated with half an hour segments because I'm driving pretty much every day. So I think maybe from next Monday, you never know, you might get another one. So hey, look, if I get any comments that are positive, you. you there's every chance you'll get the half-hour episode on Monday as well. So thanks so much if you, you do listen. Have a fantastic weekend ahead, whatever you're doing. Hopefully it's something fun and you can tinker it with some hobby, even for 10 minutes. And, uh, yeah, it makes you think about this podcast. And, yeah, light something inside. So get back to me and enjoy. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.